grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear friends, today Jesus tells a parable which is deceptively simple. On the surface, this is a parable in which actions speak louder than words. There are two sons. Jesus asks which one did the will of the father, and the answer is obviously the one who acted. One says he will, one says he won't, but in the end, only one did. So actions speak louder than words. That's a good lesson to learn, and so we can all take that lesson to heart and go home. What's for lunch? <laughs> By the way, Village Inn closed. What, what a catastrophe for this congregation. It's where, it's where half the congregation gets its nourishment, and there have been Lutherans wandering up and down Oracle like zombies going, <laughs> pie. So Village Inn is closed, so I'll preach a little longer. There's more to this parable than meets the eyes. This parable is told in Jerusalem during the last days of Jesus' life. All of the rest of the gospel readings in this church year, for all of October and November, all of the assigned gospel readings come from these last days of Jesus in Jerusalem. Lutherans like us will deviate from the assigned lessons because of Reformation Sunday and All Saints Sunday, but the intended pattern was for us to spend two months listening on Sunday mornings to what Jesus teaches during his final days, during Holy Week. And this is the first Sunday of that today. So this is Matthew chapter 21 in which Palm Sunday occurs. Jesus arrives in Jerusalem riding a donkey with people shouting about the son of David, and Jesus turns over tables in the temple and attacks the people who work there. And then Jesus takes up residence in the adjacent town of Bethany. So what Jesus is doing on a daily basis is going into Jerusalem every morning and getting into conflicts and debates and teaching and healing and then leaving the city to sleep outside the city walls in Bethany. It is an extraordinarily provocative program that Jesus is engaged in. It is literally suicidal. When Jesus first told his followers that he was going to do this, Peter said, oh, no, you won't. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. That is why Peter was upset. It is a suicide mission. Jesus is going into the eye of the dragon and poking the eye of the dragon repeatedly. This is only going to end one way. And he predicted it. He told his followers that this was how it was going to go down. So that's the situation in today's gospel when, according to Matthew, the chief priests and elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, 
By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you that this authority? This is a gotcha question. They are questioning Jesus' credentials. Either he has no credentials or his credentials are an unauthorized blasphemy. And so in an, in, in an ingenious pivot, Jesus answers the question with a question. Jesus invokes John the Baptist, who by this point has become a martyr hero to the Jewish people. Matthew, they regarded him as a prophet. Jesus says, you are asking about my authority. What do you say about John's authority? And now the chief priests and the elders are trapped in the very same trap that they set for Jesus. If they acknowledge the validity of John the Baptist, then they indict themselves. If they deny the validity of John the Baptist, then they will have a political crisis on their hands. So they don't answer. And Jesus says, neither will he. Mic drop. <laughs> and then he tells this parable. And in some sense, yes, it does mean that actions speak louder than words. But it's more than that. There are two sons one is surly, and the other is a flunky, a yes man. So the surly son says obnoxiously, I will not. You have to put your two-year-old voice into it. I will not. The flunky sounds respectful over the top. I go, sir. He put the sir into it. I think Jesus intends to point out two types of responses to religion, two types of responses to God's call and demand on us. One type says no to God, but changes its mind. The other type says, yes, sir. It shows outward respect, but inwardly there is no real obedience, no heeding God's will. So tax collectors and prostitutes in this situation are the ones who initially said no to God. But when they heard John the Baptist, they changed their minds. That's the key phrase here. The people, um, that's the key phrase that connects the parable with the context of the parable. Change your mind. It's not so much that actions speak louder than words, it's that the surly son changed his mind. This is a parable about being wrong and realizing it and changing. The Judeo-Christian word for this is repentance. And Jesus is saying that the tax collectors and prostitutes changed their minds when they heard John the Baptist. But many of the people who on the surface live upright lives do not change their minds when they really need to. 
Now, Jesus is saying this at the most dramatic and dangerous moment of his life. He is poking the eye of the dragon. This is a, this is a suicide mission. I'm sorry if that word offends you. But Jesus has already stipulated that, and that's why Peter is, was so upset. If I were going to let myself be killed, I would want it to be for a good cause. I would at least want to be an organ donor so that my kidneys can give life to someone. So in this heated confrontation with the people who will eventually and successfully orchestrate the death of Jesus, Jesus is telling everyone something about what he intends for his death to accomplish. And according to today's reading, what he intends is that his death will give people a new chance, a chance to change their minds, a chance to amend their lives, a chance to turn their no, I will not, into a yes. And that's not an abstract comment intended for tax collectors and prostitutes. And it's not an abstract comment pertaining only to priests who worked in a temple that was destroyed by the Roman Empire 40 years after Jesus spoke these words. It's a message for us. In our broken relationships, in our wrong choices, in our bad luck. In the places where the ground has shifted under our feet, Jesus opens a new door. We have a chance to turn our no, I will not, into a yes. We have space and time to change our minds and to walk through that door. That's something important that Jesus tells us in the last days before his arrest and trial and torture and death. He is opening a door for us to participate in the will of the Father. Amen.